Broadcasting live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Here's Armstrong and Getty. Studio C. Hey, senor. You know what it is? It's Friday. Dimly lit room. Deep up in the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And hey, everybody. We're under the tutelage of our general manager, Simone Biles. The undisputed goat. About to flip-flop and fly in action in the Olympics. She considered the greatest uh, gymnast of all time? Bar none. Really? Didn't know that. No question. No other GOAT candidates in the pen. You mean worldwide or just in America? Worldwide. All time. Going back to the ancient Greeks. So no Nadia Kamenich, Olga Colbert. Who is the other fresh-faced young pixie? I'm I'm missing one much more recent than that. That that one I gave you was 60 years ago. Um, What is this? The olden days? You know, they trot a new one out every four years. There have been quite a few. No, no, the, like the, the, but the, you know, the, the darling of America wins all the gold medals. Uh, yeah. Carrie Strug landed on one foot. Very brave. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, the Olympics kicks off tonight. You got the, uh, the opening ceremonies and whatnot. I don't know what that's going to be like with no crowd. I'll watch out with the kids. That'll be kind of fun. All the countries and the flags and all that sort of stuff. I got a news alert just a little while ago. I think they're going on now-ish in Japan. We'll see it on tape many hours later. Well, yeah, I, I realize there's a. I'm wa- no one won't be watching it live, but I plan to watch it on prime time on my television with my kids. Excellent. Um, it is Friday. Too many I ceremonies. Mentioned. I won't watch it. I don't <laughs> like ceremonies. Get to the action. Friday, July the twenty third of the year twenty twenty one. Where Armstrong and getting we approve of this program. All right, then. Let's begin officially according to FCC rules and regulations and the International Olympic Committee as well. Here we go at Mark. I saw that Amazon, uh, Amazon's Alexa just rolled out a male voice assistant, and his name is Ziggy. <laughs> right now, Jeff Bezos is thinking, I go to space for 11 minutes, and you name the voice Ziggy? What's going on? Was there a hue and cry for a male voice? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe. I don't know. It reminds me of the whole, uh, why do they just name hurricanes after women? It's sexist. It implies that women are storms that devastate cities. All right. And, of course, if they'd only been named after men, it would have been, why is it always men? The men are strong and powerful, but not women. Right. So don't you people have real grievances? <laughs> I got a list. I know. I know. You got to invent grievances? So, speaking of Jeff Bezos, I just heard this yesterday, and it is on my mind, so I'll bring it up now. Uh, we played various things that he said since he landed. None of them are particularly interesting to me, but I apparently he said this, and we missed this one. He said Earth should be zoned residential, and he started talking about having our industry, uh, in space so that any, hmm. uh, you know, any smoke we cause or any waste that there is or whatever there, you know, it's in space or you can more easily shoot it into space. And I had heard him talk about that, and I listened to a podcast yesterday, and it's really a fascinating notion. The idea of everything that's super polluting we do on the moon or a space, you know, uh, 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 an orbiting space colony or whatever the heck, 
Mm. But let all the let all the pollution go out into space, infinite space. Let it d- d- disperse out there, just not on the planet. And the Earth should be zoned residential. I could actually that gets me excited about this stuff. That I could actually see that happening and working. Yeah, it's crazy far fetched, obviously, but a lot of great ideas are initially. Uh, you know, there are obvious logistical issues. I mean, if you thought that damn ship getting stuck in the Suez Canal caused the economic disruptions, imagine if we just can't get rockets back and forth for three weeks. But uh, I don't want to be a naysayer. Though. Yeah, but look how far we've gone since 1903 when man first flew to uh, to this. Oh, absolutely. Um, it's not hard to believe that to me that by the end of the century we uh, we've got a lot of our polluted. Uh, manufacturing going on in you know outer space and we don't pollute the earth anymore that that's interestingly re- really a, a fascinating idea it is and it's it's fun to con- uh, contemplate it arouses the uh the the little boy's imagination in me when i used to read science fiction and get really charged up about that sort of thing although uh, and and again i don't mean to be a naysayer but that sounds precisely uh like what people thought about the oceans a century ago. I'll just dump it into the ocean. The ocean's vast. It can yeah, absorb it. That, uh, I don't know if it seemed like a good idea at the time, but certainly right now it seems stupid. It's sure, still, that's my point. It's still Earth. It's still our water. Now, outer space can't work that way. Outer space. It's still our galaxy, Jack. No. Yeah, space is infinite. A little smoke being pumped into space ain't going to do any damage. And Please anyway, feel if, it free dam- to. if it damages some or other place, that's their problem. Feel free to uh, weigh in using harsh, harsh terms about Jack's opinion, especially 415-295-KFTC. We have, uh, we didn't get to this later in the show. If you haven't heard Joe Biden stumbling around at his CNN town hall the other night, it's worth hearing just for where he is um, mentally. Yeah, yeah, it's scary. It's It's disturbing. There are reports coming out of the Biden administration that the the uh, federal government is going to suggest, because they can't make it a rule, suggest that we all wear masks indoors, vaccinated or not. And uh, so that could be coming down no. any day. Not gonna. And a lot of places, gonna. if that's the <laughs> a lot of places, if that's the suggestion from the federal government, we'll immediately go back to it. So I uh, have not put away my masks yet. Awesome. Just uh, no. awesome. No, I well, and we'll get into this at some point during the show. I have every reason to believe for vaccinated people, the whole COVID question is over. Okay. You're boring me. Move on. Good. Take your mask mandates and shove them. Glad to hear that. Um, uh, I'll, I'll look forward to you explaining that to us. The, the Whoever makes these decisions in France just said that they're not going to be able to get back to normal life in France until 2023. Oh. They're suffering their fourth wave of COVID in France. 2023. I just want to make it clear about my methodology. I'm following the science. All right. If anybody'd like to punch me in the face, science. get in line behind me. I have prepared. I heard somebody actually say that. I was, I was Jen Psaki the, the other day. Yeah, we. One thing I want you to know is we are following the science. Is there? Uh, that is the annoying phrase that must be banned of 2021 <laughs> and 2020, for that matter. Yeah. Um, I'm preparing my son for the fact that uh, I guess both my kids, my uh, youngest, might be in school this year, which will be very exciting and nerve-wracking. He met with a tutor yesterday to see how far behind he is, and uh, and he's going to try to actually go to public school. We'll see how that works. But I'm preparing them both for the fact that I think they're going to have to wear masks in school. I think that's almost a given. Yeah, I think you're right. I would have never guessed that uh, into the fall of 21, 
we'd still be doing that, but we are. I think it's ridiculous. But. I hope, I'm, I'm, I'm not certain yet, that we're not going to do the ridiculousness of uh, various places across the country of continuing Zoom learning, which is completely worthless. So I, I'm really crossing my fingers and trying not to even go there because uh, uh, we enter into a, we've done a full year and a half, then uh, like a third year that you've, not, uh, we can't do that. Surely not. But anyway, we won't go there until we have to. What? Well, the one pivot point is, do the teachers' unions think they can extort anything out of that possibility? That is the only question that matters. Um, we'll have to get to this, because if you didn't hear the podcast, we do a podcast every day called One More Thing. And if you didn't hear that, we got into what are the most popular events people like to watch at the Olympics that start tonight? And what are the least popular ones to watch? I didn't even know there was sailing as an Olympic sport, and I've never watched it, or canoeing. Canoeing's way down the list of uh, sports people watch. Is it a race? I assume it's a race. Yeah, I've watched the kayaking and the canoeing, and uh, the kayaking especially is pretty cool because they have, where necessary, created whitewater rivers sure. with technology. I can understand that would be exciting. Now explain it's to me fantastic. the excitement. Explain to me the excitement of canoeing. Well, you know, you and your buddy are there. You got beers in the bottom. You're going from here to there, where the van picks you up. It's, or is it a guy? In a, is it a guy in a straw hat with a ukulele singing to some uh, woman? <laughs> Also in a hat. (laughs) Is that the sport? That's right. They're graded for their speed, for the ukulele playing, whether they get a kiss from the girl. It's very complex scoring. Maybe they have a little dog with them. Um, uh, How does mailbag look? Yeah, your terrier falls in the water. You're disqualified. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, It's fine. Plus, we have uh, Clips of the Week coming up. Oh, yeah, Clips of the Week. And then we'll get into, if you haven't heard Joe Biden stumbling at the town hall, and if you have heard it, you probably want to hear it again. It's quite amazing. You tell me what he was saying when he answered the question about Ugh. kids getting vaccinated. I mean, it's, uh, I mean, right? Uh, I, I, anyway. There's a lot of that. Uh, stay tuned. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The key to making that sound right is bending that B-string sharp. That's what he does right there. So I'm watching NBC run the opening ceremonies live. Not MSNBC, NBC. Isn't that eating into cannibalizing their own broadcast from tonight? Making it much less lustrous and exciting to run the whole thing in the morning? I think they're wrestling with how to deal with having the Olympics half a world away. I, 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 I haven't come up with the answer. I would rather see it, uh, knowing it's tape delayed, but see it in prime time, not n- having heard everything. But, you know, who knows? I don't know. Well, that's, I was about to say, they know what they're doing. No, they don't. I know plenty of broadcasting executives that don't know what they're doing. So the, the fact that they... No, I disagree this way, strongly. The they're that, all experts and sages, as, in my experience. The fact that they made this guess doesn't mean it's the best decision. And I don't think it's the best decision. All right, so much to get. That's a good policy, Bill. Uh, so much to get to. Freedom loving quote of the day, mailbag, etc. But first, let's take a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. I want to thank every Amazon employee and every Amazon customer because you guys paid for all of this. So. <laughs> 
It says that scientific research that increases the transmissibility among mammals. You do not know what you are talking about. What you can do is put election infrastructure in there. And then a third goal. Sweden are taking Team USA apart. It was downright shocking. You can't call soccer football, and you can't call volleyball handball. Hello, those You got a bombing coming. This is becoming a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Please take COVID seriously. I can't say it enough. Chester Cheeto, he ain't got to worry about this type of shit. He, he, he just get on his motorcycle, and he gone. I can't afford a motorcycle with, with the pay they give me up in here. Two-year-old racist is just an absurd concept. Trouble my own racial identity. Hey, dude, you got any, uh, you got any D? I'll be good for the cash, man. I can get it by the end of the week. I just, I'm really hurting. I need some D. <laughs> and they started calling me Sleepy Tom. <laughs> Why would they do that to me? <laughs> There's a man on the moon or whatever, you know, something. Or, you know, whether those aliens are here or not. You know, only bring that out if the zombies start to appear. Um, and I don't think they are. Please remain calm and remain inside the city. AOC claims to be a socialist. She's raised $75 million in the last three weeks and is funneling that to her friends and relatives. And here's the pitch. John Dillerman. John Dillerman. John Dillerman. The Milwaukee Bucks are NBA champions once again. Okay, we were on a bus, and, and, and it came to me. I mean, we should we should take it please, easy, Bob. Please, please stop doing that. <laughs> this is off. Really weirding me out. Yeah, we fancy like Applebee's on a date night. Got to Bourbon Street stay with the Oreo shake. That's right. We fancy like we at Wendy's, she's all over me like a french fry in a frosty. <laughs> White people talking like from they're, they're from the ghetto is off-putting to me. I just, I, I'm not down with that. Fancy like is the name of that annoying. song. My kid's new favorite song, We're, We Fancy Like. <laughs> Teaching poor English. I don't approve. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day. Once again from the fabulous Thomas Sowell. No one will really understand politics until they understand that politicians are not trying to solve our problems. They're trying to solve their own problems, of which getting elected and reelected are number one and number two. Whatever is number three is far behind. Boy, that is so good. Wake up! Why don't more people understand that? They're, the, no, no the, the first problem they're solving in before you get to global warming or immigration <laughs> or abortion is how do I stay in office? Few exceptions to that. I think Bernie's more interested in his cause than anything else. And he, by the way, he won. He he has won everything. Yeah, good. He never ended up president, but he has won everything. If this infrastructure thing passes, beautiful. Karl Marx is smiling in hell. Mailbag. Aaron writes: This shower thought occurred to me today. Oddly, I wasn't in the shower at the time. Sundays and banana splits are ice cream salads. Aaron, that's brilliant. That is good. Ice cream salads. You're so right. That's one of my all-time faves. Uh, Ken writes, looks like Fauci got into gain of function like the Sorcerer's Apprentice in Fantasia. If you're familiar with that uh, ancient and classic cartoon, the Sorcerer's Apprentice gets into the the magical gear when the, the boss is away, thinks he can handle it, absolutely cannot with disastrous consequences. 
He probably thought he was going to oversee great discoveries and big, be a big hero. And when it all went wrong, you can only try to lie his way out of it. More controversially, perhaps, Scott in San Jose, right? Uh, hmm, Scott in San Jose, right? Guys, I'm a longtime friend of Armstrong and Getty. Appreciate your perspectives. But Jack's rant yesterday on the U.S. volleyball team, well, it was the soccer team, sir, but that's all right, national anthem kneeling was a rare moment of ideological naivete. The suggestion that the world would use this incident as U.S. anti-U.S. propaganda is a weak argument against it, uh, as if those who oppose the U.S. need a reason, and as if we really care. You completely missed the true value of the kneel. The U.S. is not the greatest country in the world because we're perfect, but because we recognize our imperfections and strive to improve. So we're actually communicating to the international community that, yes, the U.S. is not perfect, but we'd still rather live here than anywhere else in the world. I'm naive, and that's the way the Chinese are going to use it, or the Russians, or Iran, or anybody. Give me a break. Yeah, I tend to uh, agree with you. Uh, Scott, I think perhaps you're the naive one, but um, no, the soccer team kneeling. I hope they lose. I, I don't want them to do that on the gold medal stand in front of the world and let China say, "Look, the people of the United States, the, the, the athletes even hate their own country." That's how bad it is over there. You see yep, that? That is exactly what will happen. Every totalitarian regime on earth will tell that to their people. Yeah, I hope they uh, go scoreless in every game and get uh, whooped, humiliated, and sent home. I realize yep. that makes me a bad person, but no, it doesn't. They're bad people. Okay, um, fair enough. Uh, Biden stumbling at the CNN town hall. If you haven't heard it, man, it's it's really it's extraordinary, and we'll do that. It's next. a little scary, yeah. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. And the question is whether or not we should be in a position where you uh, um, are, why can't the, the, the experts say, we know that this virus is in fact, uh, um, uh, it's is, is going to be, uh, or excuse me, we, we, we know why all the drugs approved are not temporarily approved, but permanently approved. Okay, that's just the warm-up. Don't get, all, don't get all excited. That's just the warm-up. That's, that is not edited. Joe Biden at the town hall on CNN, which lost to Fox. Obviously, Fox dominates um, all of cable news. And, you know, to be perfectly fair, it's because there's one conservative outlet up against a whole bunch of liberal outlets. So the liberal outlets outlets split their audience. But uh, CNN town hall lost to Fox and MSNBC. So that's kind of interesting. Just Yeah, indeed. Uh, And interestingly enough, and I hate to give CNN credit for anything uh, because I despise them. I think they're a blot on the face of the earth, especially CNN International, which we were reminded the other day is uh, as anti-American as as the Chinese communist government. CNN is Uh, a blot on the earth. That's a heck of a thing. Yeah, a blot on the face of mankind. But they did fact check Biden on CNN.com and and pointed out all sorts of falsehoods he spouted. Really? I thought that was interesting. No kidding. Yeah, it was surprising. Like what sorts of things did he say that weren't true? Oh, just when he was rambling on about uh, the COVID and the vaccine and you can't get it and that sort of thing. And then uh, he, he said some crazy stuff about the prices of cars that wasn't true and uh, just a, a handful of, of just ra- oh. old man ramblings. Uh, speaking of old man ramblings, here's a good one. He's uh, They're talking about kids being vaccinated or something, and he goes into this. You 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 got the vaccination? Yeah. Are you? Are you okay? I mean, you seem no, it works. Or you, you know, or or or, or the mom and dad, or 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 or, or the neighbor, or when you 
go to church or when you're no, no I, I, I really mean it. There are trusted interlocutors. Think of the people. If, if your kid wanted to find out whether or not there were there's a man on the moon or whatever, you know, something or, you know, whether those aliens are here or not. You know, who are the people they talk to beyond the kids who love talking about it? I wonder what that wow. feels like in his own head. Does he? Because he has been standing up and speaking extemporaneously in front of a you know big crowd as a U.S. senator since he was 29 years old, and he was really really good at it. I mean, he was mm-hmm. a, a glib dude, and uh, and now is it like when you get older and you're an athlete and you like go to do this and you really your body just can't do it anymore? I mean, is he completely aware of it or is he even? I like he wonder. has a thought and it just can't come out and he thinks, God dang it. Yeah, judging by the look on his face, I think he's aware that is that he just can't get it together. And he has declined so significantly in the last couple of years. It's scary oh, yeah. that he has I would guess another year and a half in office because he's, he's planning on serving two years in a day. Well, he's supposed to have three and a half more years. He just had the six month mark earlier this week. So he's one eighth of the way through his four year term. And people still talk about him running for re-election, so. Yeah. So, what's you, you remember what a Venn diagram is, right? It's those circle diagrams, and it shows, you know, the circles, they overlap sometimes. What's the Venn diagram look like of people who were able to follow that, I almost said sentence, there's no clear punctuation, that rambling, and then the circle of people who know what interlocutor means. I mean, the overlap <laughs> has got to be, well, there probably isn't one. Nobody honestly followed what he said there. It was nonsensical. No, and I had to listen to it three times before I even had the slightest idea what he was trying to communicate. And I don't believe it's his fault. Um, no, of course not. He's no, a, he's just very, very old. Very, very old. Now, I haven't heard these other clips that uh, we pilfered from Tucker Carlson. They're disturbing. Okay. Just like the other question is illogical, and I've heard you speak about it because you always, I'm not being solicitous, but you, you're always straight up about what you're doing. And the question is whether or not we should be in a position where you uh, um, are, why can't the, the, the experts say, we know that this virus is in fact, uh, um, uh, it, it, it's going to be, uh, or excuse me, we, we, we know why all the drugs approved are not temporarily approved, but permanently approved. Yeah. That's underway too, I expect that to occur quickly. Well, that means, you mean for the FDA? For the FDA. Yeah. Okay. Oof. At the very end, I understood what he was trying to say, but it took him a good minute to get to a I'm very completely s- lost. I think he was just saying that soon they're going to be permanently approved. I think that's all he was trying to say. He worked in the word solicitous somewhere. He's good with the big words, not so good with the stringing it together the thoughts. You know, if you're a Democrat hater or a Biden hater, you might be, uh, yeah, this is good for the Republican team. But uh, for the country, this is not good at all. It's enormously risky. Joe Biden will never run again. Kamala Harris couldn't get elected dog catcher. Uh, so I'm not worried about the Democrat team in, in the next go-round at all. I'm just worried about national security. Um, I remember I remember so distinctly the raving, the ranting, the angry accusations of the left when Ronald Reagan was president. And and not just in the last couple of years, when admittedly he had started to decline a little bit, but just the entire term, that the two terms that he was, uh, he was a senile old man. They write songs about it, editorials about it, just hammering him for it. And and now look at this. 
Uh, Biden hasn't had a press conference in 100-some days or something like that. Uh, extraordinary for modern presidents. You know, Trump had press conferences all the time. Uh, it's they're they're keeping him under wraps, and for good reason, and they should. And we shouldn't uh, alert to China and Russia that hey, we got a guy in charge who's uh, not quite with it. So, well, if they get CNN, they know. Yeah. I mean, that was a softball batting practice at a friendly network with a friendly uh, moderator. Do we have another clip? Is there another one? And what we did when the, that original bill got passed was. He would go down in the tough neighborhoods in my, in my state, in my city of Wilmington, which is an overwhelming minority city, and he'd go where the best, everybody can tell me where the best basketball is played in a playground here in this city. You know where it is. You know who the best ball players are. You know where they are. Yeah, so he has these complex thoughts because he used to be quite the storyteller, and he just, he just can't tie them all together anymore. Um, so we know what's going on there. Um, I had a thought. What was it? Joe Biden stumbling, fumbling. Hasn't had a press conference in a hundred and some days. And I remember what it was. Ironic. 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 National Security, Ronald Reagan, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Oh, Don Lemon. Oh, I know what I was thinking. How, how did he not have one of those moments during the Trump, the, the, the two big debates with Trump? If he had, if he'd had one of those completely nonsensical, what the hell was that moments? During one of the debates, I think Trump would be president, but he didn't. And I wonder if he was on the juice of some sort. It's absolutely within the realm of, of imagination that they gave him a large dose of something or other, some sort of stimulant or Ritalin. I don't, I'm not a pharmacist over here, but they gave him a big fat shot in the ass. And in, in short, yes, uh, that. that that would get him hyper focused in the dose that you would never use over an extended period because it would be unhealthy and unwise. But yeah, to get him through the debates, they did that and or. At his age, and it varies tremendously from individual to individual, he might just have had that much cognitive decline in the last nine months. Because you remember the election was in November of last year. It's it's quite a bit of time has passed. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. What when was the first de- debate that we that we had? October, summertime, right? Yeah, was, so that's, or was that's, it uh, July? I don't know. It's a long time ago, though. That, that, yeah. You make a very good point. Yeah, I'm I'm concerned for national security. I don't see him making it to the two year mark. Really, really? Oh yeah, I'd I'd even wager on that proposition. Although they could hide him away like uh, Woodrow Wilson, Wouldn't even it? in the modern era. I mean, the 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 lefty media will be pretty compliant for a long time. They will yell and and scream about it, you know, as it as it progresses, as time passes. Woodrow Wilson had a stroke. He was uh, practically a vegetable. Um, his wife ran things for what six months. Uh, but continued he, his uh, legacy of of racism and eugenics and and bizarro hateful policies. I don't think you could pull that off today. Him not being seen, but he'd be probably be more. It'd be more of a situation where he just walks across the lawn and smiles and waves at people. They just don't let him speak to anybody for a while. Right, and so, or they tape uh, various addresses, uh, videotape when, uh, he's, when he's doing well. Yeah, exactly. Uh, to do as many takes as possible, edit them together. Michael. What about a lookalike? I know it sounds ridiculous. <laughs> yes, it but... does. <laughs> yes, correct. Yes, a lookalike. So go Saddam Hussein style. It would seem the president appeared to be about five foot seven when Joe Biden is six foot two. But there are rumors that blah, blah, blah. Um, Congress voted yesterday 
on uh, a plan to get all those interpreters out of Afghanistan. We got an update on that. Also, you hear about the COVID is rising in all 50 states, the Delta variant. Half of the new COVID cases this week came from three states. So it's pretty, you know, concentrated for the most part where this is all going down. I can tell you what those three states are, among other things we got to get to today. It's Friday, so we're drinking daiquiris. We're barely paying attention. You know, yeah, there we go. Cranking up the daiquiri machine. Nice. You're going to burn out the motor, Michael. Take it easy. I really feel like there's too much mango in it this time. Nah, you we, can't we, have too much we mango. We all like the I mango disagree. and too much mango. Um, I disagree. I got one of those ninja blenders. Are you, are you hip to the ninja blender? Oh, my God. That is a, Heard of it. That What's is it? a breakthrough in blenders. What makes it special, well, do you Jack? make Do you make fruit smoothies? If you make fruit smoothies mm. with a regular blender, we do all the time. So it's almost every day I make fruit, fruit smoothies for the kids. And a regular blender's always gets you, you 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 can't get through the ice and the, the the frozen strawberries and everything like that it just can't do it so you're shutting it off and sticking a spoon in there trying to tamp it down and then trying to blend it again it just it's a it's disaster the ninja blender which i'm you know i'm not getting paid to say this freaking crazy how sharp the blade is on that thing i was washing it and accidentally touched it against my hand and sliced myself open yeah. it's so sharp and man, that just whips everything up in a second. No more of the uh, the, the fight in the blender. The Ninja Blender is awesome. I've long wanted to get into the world of smoothies, but I haven't really found the right recipe and the right blender and Not such. Much of a recipe. Ninja you, Blender. You, you pour in some frozen strawberries. You throw in a banana or two, a little yogurt, maybe some milk, depending on what you want in there. Some blueberries, and uh, you drink it. It's it sounds fantastic. fantastic. It is fantastic. What a what a great treat on a hot summer day. What a fool I am for not having you know, gotten that far. Right. I, I have fear. It holds me back. If you get a Ninja Blender, be careful with that thing. That crazy, that thing is sharp. Anybody ever breaks into my home, I'm going to go grab the little thing out of the Ninja Blender and wield it like a weapon. Yes. Huh? Yes. You don't Slice want them. Stuff. Dice them. Oh, yeah. You want this? Squish, 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 squish. Carve them up. What does it run, uh, that thing? What does it cost uh, a fellow? It's it expensive. Or it's kind of expensive, but it's like yeah. a commercial-grade blender like they got at uh, okay. bars where they got to make drinks all the time, that sort of thing. You never regret Ryan quality. That's you what don't. You really, really don't. I learned that long ago when I was poor, and uh, it's just true. Buy the good one. Buy the one that's going to last and actually work. It, it, it saves you money in the long run. Now, Wall Street Journal had a great article about that last year, about how much money you save by buying the good, this, that, and everything else. Hmm. I wish I wish they did. Uh, the one thing getting away from China could happen, speaking of the Wall Street Journal, another article about that I read the other day, and I've been screaming for this for years, but maybe we'll be forced into it, is getting away from Chinese-made crap. Maybe the, the decoupling from China and companies not being able to do business there is will we'll wean people off you know, $20 DVD players that work for the, for a month and, and $6 toasters that are just crap. All the stuff they make in China and we buy for some reason. Right. Well, uh, not only are things not going in the direction of decoupling, they're going in the other direction, according to recently re- released statistics, to my shock and horror. I'll be darned. Got all sure that, that on the way. Um, hope you can stay with us. Text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. Guess what's finally here? The Summer Olympics kick off. This is a big deal. 
The official motto for this year's Olympics is United by Emotion. Yeah, and the unofficial motto is, as of right now, we're still doing this. <laughs> That's pretty good. That is pretty good. So United the, by emotion? So the ceremony, uh, opening ceremony is on right now, and I'm trying not to watch it because I want to watch it with the kids tonight and, you know, kind of have it feel more real. But to their, so all the athletes have marched in, all the teams have marched in, waving their flags and, you know, this and that. But now they're to the part that, does it, is there anybody that enjoys this? So you got all the kids out there doing their native folk dance, telling the story of the history of their nation through dance or something. You know, does it, is, are there people that enjoy that crap? Oh, absolutely. Really? Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, women mostly. Whole bunch of little kids waving their arms and singing something. Now, as you see, the water comes in, the ancient story of Japan and how the water nation was built by ah, whatever. And now symbolizing Mount Fuji, which has long been the center of the, the, right. the, the tallest dancer in Japan. <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't know. I've, I've long thought that was just tedious, all that stuff. Now, interestingly enough, the one that was just wildly entertaining and great because they whipped slaves until they complied was in Beijing. Yeah. You know, when was that? A, ten, a decade ago or that so? That was stunning. Stunning opening ceremony at Beijing because they spent a tremendous amount of money. It was part of the big launching to the world. Okay, we're ready to take over now. It was part of that. It was still cloaked in the we're ready to join you, our friends in the world economy. Just be nice to us. Give us some deference. Give us some special deals for a while. So the House voted 407 to 16 yesterday in a move to expand a visa program for Afghans who have aided U.S. forces throughout the war. We've talked about this a lot. So the number of special immigrant visa passes available will will double from 11,000 to about 19,000 if the legislation passes the Senate, realizing all of the, you know, slow maneuverings in our Congress every single day, there are people in towns hoping the Taliban doesn't murder them uh, before this happens. And their entire family. Right. Uh, Visa applicants will no longer have to prove that they face a specific threat from the Taliban to earn a visa. Surviving spouses and children would also retain eligibility, even if the applicant dies before their visa is approved. That's an interesting provision. So if because we're so slow at doing this, because we didn't plan ahead, even though for 20 years we knew at some point we we're going to pull out, uh, because we're so slow, if, uh, if, 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 the, if the head of the household, probably a man, who helped us gets murdered, we'll go ahead and let you come in. So that, that's a nice thing. Nice thing we're doing there. And this, yeah. just, this just in breaking news, the Taliban says there's no peace in Afghanistan until President Ghani, the current president of Afghanistan, steps down. So that's a heck of a card to play. Taliban saying no peace until you get rid of the president. No, until they install their own guy, in other words. Agreements and treaties, whether international or domestic, are only good until somebody with the strength to tear them up and, and exercise their will comes along. Different topic, but politics. This is pretty interesting from Axios. They dug into the symbiotic relationship between partisan news outlets and political campaigns. Oh, I saw this. Everybody should know this. And more people need to be aware that this is going on. Ideologically driven news outlets, which is most of them, are providing a steady stream of funding for like-minded political candidates by harvesting readers' emails and charging campaigns to fundraise for them. The news sites bombard readers with content attacking political attacking political adversaries. And then the candidates step in with a solution. Give me money and I'll stop them. 
The financial incentives incentives for both the news sites and their email advertisers are obvious, but the arrangement also encourages each party to rile up readers with more divisive content. That keeps eyeballs on the news sites and builds a politically enthusiastic readership more valuable to potential political advertisers. Well, and just to make it uh, a little easier to follow, you got these ideological, highly ideological websites, and they get your email address when you sign up or subscribe or whatever, and they sell them to the campaigns. But uh, to make the the, the the emails even more valuable, they they pick a, a divisive subject, the border, abortion, voting rights, whichever's going to rile up, you know, the right or the left. And they do a whole bunch of articles pitching it in the most divisive, will make you angry way. And then the politician can step in, as it said there, and say, I'm going to fight these bastards. And then uh, then he raises money off of all those people that have been reading stories about how awful the situation is in an exaggerated way, probably. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then fundraises off of it. So everybody wins. I love the one example they give. In May, the right-wing website Big League Politics ran a story headline, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene tells Crazy Eyes AOC to get rid of her diaper and talk with American citizens. <laughs> Challenged her to a debate, evidently. I hadn't uh, hadn't heard that. And then AOC chickened out was the story of the next day, or less than an hour later. And they don't care <laughs> if you read on it. You just have to click on it, right? Right, right. And then they sell your address. Fantastic. Lovely. Everybody wins. Armstrong and Getty.